Good morning. It's an absolute joy to be able to be with you. My name's Mark Searle. I'm the rector at All Saints in Weston on the other side of Bath. I've known Rob since about 2015 when he first came to do a placement at St Mag's where I was the vicar and he then came back as a curer and we had a whole load of adventures together. He is a really good man and I'm so pleased that he is with you. Uh, he has got a heart for Jesus, a heart for mission, a heart to see God's kingdom come in the context in which you all find yourselves. So as we come to look at God's word, let me pray. Father, come and take these words and help us to know who you are and help us to know who we are and to posture ourselves with you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, I'd like to begin with a story. A number of weeks ago, I had to go to a funeral of my step-grandmother. My grandfather had died about 20 years or so ago. And uh, as we were coming out of the service, I noticed that all uh, of my cousins and my brother all had uh, this little tie clip. Now, I'm not accustomed to wearing ties very much, but um, I thought I'd put this on today. Let me show you a bigger version of it. They all had this little tie clip on, and it was the tie clip that represented my grandfather. He used to work for a company called Metalbox, and this tie clip was one of his uh, design uh, finesses. You, you might notice that it looks a little bit like one of those old ring pulls, but it's got these little divots in it, which meant that back in the day, uh, you couldn't pull the ring off and put it in a London parking meter. And the divots, the little ridges in it, are his design. So this tie clip, uh, which I think was made in honour of him by Metalbox, the company that he worked for, is representative of him and his work. And I was the only one in the family who didn't have one. So I slightly lost the plot with uh, my cousins and my brother. And then uh, about a week or so ago, this arrived in the post from my brother. And it's an absolute honor to be able to wear it today. The first time I'm wearing one of my grandfather's metal box ring pull tie clips. This passage today in Romans is absolutely wonderful. It has got the riches of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to be people that are led by the Spirit of God, people that are children of God. And whether you've been following Jesus for five minutes or for 50 years, the deal is the same. We have to learn how to and walk in daily this pattern of following Jesus Christ, of being attentive to his spirit. 
A number of years ago, I was offered a job and uh, it was a job that I really, really wanted working with an amazing man. And uh, I accepted the job and uh, my wife and I, Megan, went out for dinner in order to celebrate this job. And we got through the main course and we were talking about how great it was gonna be. We were gonna move to Birmingham and start working for this mission organization. And then we had the main course and the dessert and, and I, I can't even remember what we had, but then the coffee arrived and, and we'd been talking up this job and this move the whole time. And, and then we got to coffee and and there was silence. One of those silences where you are becoming more attentive to what God is saying, to how the Spirit is leading you, the Holy Spirit. And we just looked at each other and went, we're not supposed to accept the job, are we? And so I had to phone him the following day and give him the bad news. It's so important to be led by the Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, because that's how children are led, children of our loving Heavenly Father. I want to just outline a few things for you around this theme that we find in Romans chapter 8 about being sons, about being heirs, about being led by the Spirit. And I'm really sorry, I'm going to do the vicar thing. And they all begin with P. Uh, the first two come from this story in Luke chapter 15. It's the story of the prodigal son, a son who goes off uh, and leaves his father's presence. Uh, but maybe more rightly, the story should not be called the prodigal son as it's titled in the NIV, but maybe it should be called the loving father. So the first two P's are from that story. The first P is possession. You see, I'm really grateful for this tie clip but actually the tie clip doesn't bring me any closer to my grandfather. It doesn't help me to be an inheritor of all that he brought to the world. Actually he was a wonderful designer and a number of us in the family have kind of got that bug. I happened to have ended up as a vicar rather than kind of designing and making things, but it's my second love. But possessing this doesn't actually draw me any closer to my grandfather. I know that I'm an inheritor of the good things and the things that he left behind, but it's just a possession. In Luke 15, the younger brother decides that he wants to go off on his own and so he, he asks his father for, or for his share of his inheritance, which would have been uh, a third of the father's property and cash. 
and he's basically saying, look, Dad, I wish you were dead. And he, he sits around for a little bit and then he goes off and you might know the story because he goes off and he squanders the whole thing. He had his father's possession, but that did not make him a good son. It didn't make him an heir of what the father had for him. He had his father's possessions, but he didn't have what it took to be a good son. He wasn't being an heir of the true character of his father. And so often we can hold on to the things that we can see, the tangible things, the possession, the church buildings even. And we can go, well, I'm in because of this. I'm in because of my class or, or I'm in because I, I, I come to this building every Sunday. Well, we don't do that anymore, actually. We watch on a screen, but you know what I mean. We can have the possessions, but we can be out of relationship. The next P is this, is that it's also possible to be in position but out of relationship. And we see this with the elder brother. You see, he's the one that stays. He stays on his father's property. He continues to hold the position of working for his father on the land. But he's not a son. He's become a slave. And you know, we can hold all sorts of positions. We can hold all sorts of roles in this world, can't we? But actually, we can still be acting as slaves rather than sons. One of my favourite bits in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 6 and verse 7, it says this, And a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. A large number of priests became obedient to the faith. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the Archbishop of Canterbury, whether you are a vicar, a rector, a reader, whether you have been running the welcome team for 50 years, whether you are running a team, it doesn't matter what your position is within the church. You can still be a slave rather than a son. And we are all called, men and women, called to be sons of God. I'll explain that in a moment. So what's your position? You might know what the role is, but do you know that you're a son? The next thing is this, and this is uh, not from uh, Luke 15. This is, if you like, a, almost a side note from me, I think. And it's that propositions can get in the way. You know, we, we know that it's important to believe certain things. There are things that are are not tradable. The things that make us 
orthodox to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God that he's God who came in person that he died on the cross that he rose to life that he has defeated death and paid for sin these are all things that are true they are propositions that we find in scripture but believing the propositions also doesn't make us sons doesn't make us children of god you know, there's this uncomfortable little phrase, even, even the demons believe. Even the demons believe. Actually, there's this other thing that he calls us to. It's about trusting. It's about following Jesus. About following the person of Jesus. And that brings me on to my last P. And the last P is this. Not possessions, not position, not propositions, but posture. You see, the one who is a son, who is an heir, who is a child of God, has positioned themselves to cry Abba, Father. Not because of what we do, but because of what he has done for us. We respond to him. We come with empty hands, with arms open, knowing that we cannot do it by ourselves. And we posture ourselves before him, choosing to follow, choosing to trust because he is good and he is faithful so my question for you this morning is who's leading who are you allowing to lead your life are you are you still in charge are you the boss whether it's because of the things that you possess the position that you hold even the propositions that you will make where you know that you are right or are you coming in a posture of a child not a slave but a son a son who cries, Abba, Father. Who calls out, Lord, I can't do this by myself. I choose to come into your presence. To lay down everything that I have. Every role that I have. To lay it all down before you the king of kings and the last thing and the best bet i think and you'll probably be relieved this one doesn't begin with p is that we are co-heirs with jesus 
if you're a follower of Jesus, then you are a co-heir of Jesus. Then you are, men and women, a son of God. Why do I say son? Because the language in the scriptures is that of sonship in the uh, in the ancient world and sons were the one ones who inherited from the father they inherited and so there is an heirs an heirship that that's not quite the right word but you know what i mean there is an heir that comes from being a son and being identified as one who is then a co-heir with christ but don't panic because we are also because of that all of us the bride of Christ so will you stand will you stand this morning will you or kneel or lie down whatever is helpful but will you posture yourself in a way where you let go of some of the things that you have possessed where you let go of the positions that you hold where you hold the propositions but you allow them to lead you to a change of posture a posture where you kneel or sit or cry out abba father because as you do that you will be an heir a co-heir a son an adopted son of the living god as well as the bride of christ and that is the place where we become more attentive to his spirit led by his spirit and sent out into the world the last thing is this is that if all these things are true for us and i believe that they are that we've been reconnected with the king of kings co-heirs with christ who sits at the right hand of god the father if all of these things are true for us then they can also be true for everyone in our community they can be true because jesus has won the day on the cross they can be true for the folks that don't look like us because this is what god has won for them so as heirs co-heirs he gives us a co-mission with him to bring others into his presence back into his kingdom so that they too can know that they are adopted as children as sons of the most high god let me pray father god thank you that you love us that you've paid